Hi, everyone. Welcome to Cultivate the Collegian Podcast. I am your host, Anna Schmidt, and today I have with me Gordon Smith, the head of the Department of Grain Science and Industry. Um, and today, yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Department of Grain Science and Industry. So, um, Gordon, I'll have you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do and a little bit about the department. Yeah, good morning, Anna. Thanks for having me. So, great to have an opportunity to talk about what we do here at K-State. So, I'm Professor Head of the Department of Grain Science. I came to K-State five and a half years ago after 20-plus years in the food industry. Mm -hmm. So, I was a research and development guy my entire career. I was Vice President at ConAgra and a a Director of R&D for Sara Lee. So, I worked in companies that had uh, bakery-related kind of enterprises and Mm -hmm. so came here to head the department it's been a great transition a great experience and as your listeners may know this is the only department of its kind in the world so Mm. there's no other department of grain science in the u.s there are other departments that have pieces of what we do or they're housed in other places but there is not a a unified department of grain science and industry like there is at k-state anywhere so we're proud of being the only one we have great students and uh, students with a variety of backgrounds. And so the department here at K-State confers four degrees, three to undergraduates, which are milling science, feed science, including companion animal feed science, so for pet food, and also um, bakery science. And then to graduate students, we confer a grain science master's or PhD. And so this has historically been a really strong graduate program. If you were to walk into uh, research and development in Plano for Frito-Lay PepsiCo, mm-hmm. it, would, it still is dominated by K-State graduates. And so it's really interesting to see such a well-respected R&D organization with this core of uh, K-Staters there. Yeah. And so so we get, we, we train undergraduates in very um, interesting disciplines. Bakery science is a specialized form of food science. Mm-hmm. Um, we have people who want to start their own businesses, start their own bakeries, who grew up in family, family bakeries, who want to work for commercial bakeries, or want to do R&D or even technical sales. So it's quite the, uh, you know, kind of diverse degree offering one with a diverse career trajectory so there's so many ways you know students can go and i think at last at last uh at last tally we had three of the four highest starting salaries in the uh in the college so within the college of ag of the departments that are housed there three of the four majors with the highest salaries we had three Mm. of those so our students are are highly compensated yeah yeah can you talk a little bit about um maybe the hands-on experience that the students get in the department um just different projects they may work on or um we can also talk about the flour mill that's a big part of it yeah absolutely so the the philosophy of the department again for through through history mm-hmm. has been to teach students the sound fundamentals right part of college is coming and learning math and physics and you know those kind of things the the basic things that you wouldn't get elsewhere and then to couple that with applied classroom instruction so we have we have about 150 years of industry experience within the department 
So people who have worked in the industry for 10 years or 20 years or 25 years before coming here. So you have industry people who have actually done this. And so we have experience. So in the classroom, we try to have industry savvy um, professors uh, help with uh, the applications classes. People have basic backgrounds and we have a great um, core of those professors as well to help with the, the basic fundamentals. And then we have facilities uh, thanks in part to the state of Kansas and to um, donors, alumni, mm-hmm. uh, the industry. We have um, a small pilot bakery in the basement of Schellenberger, which we do bake sales. You cool. know, some, some yeah. students might have seen I've that. I've actually bought from a yeah. bake sale one time. Yeah, yeah so cool. We, so those products come from that bakery. It's the cool. smallest of three facilities. We have a uh-huh. flour mill, which is the short, squatty, uh, cement building out on the north campus across uh-huh. from the stadium and then the taller building to the right is feed mill which produces feed for uh, many of the uh, livestock herds at K-State and research animals and also allows us to train our feed scientists uh, some of what you want to do production feed you know that's their career goal mm-hmm. and so they can actually work in a feed mill while they're here doing exactly that and so our students get a chance, again, to get a solid foundation to back that up with applied classes to help with the classroom part of applying those foundational principles. And then they can put it in practice in all three disciplines within the department. So we're quite fortunate to have those facilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this summer when we spoke, um, the flour mill was that you were just doing the one-time run. Um, where are you guys at now with using that? Are you able to operate? Um, yes. Yeah. So, so it's a great question. So part of the part of the milling science curriculum um, in many semesters, certainly in the fall semester, is six-hour mill lab today. So they will mm-hmm. start at uh, eleven o'clock this morning oh, and go till like right f- five or six tonight. Right. So wow. there. So there's a class in the mill producing flour even mm-hmm. as we speak and Sweet. so generally the mill the the, uh, the flour mills run for courses twice a week and so you know it varies quarter to quarter or semester to semester uh, the feed mill produces feed every day so that is mm-hmm. more and the bake lab um, generally we bake at least twice a day and perhaps three times, or say twice a week, and at least uh, sometimes three times a week, mm-hmm. um, in the same kind of labs, kind of long labs, uh, five-hour labs, um, because of the time it takes to get processes. Right. You know, I mean, you have to raise. You know, red has to rise, right? Yeah. So you can't yeah. speed that process. True. So did that all kind of kick back off with the school year um, reopening and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So the university has been quite gracious and helping to accommodate the lab situations we have where certainly social distancing isn't possible. Mm-hmm. And so we, we sanitize surfaces and we social distance where we can, but we're a mask mandatory environment. Yeah. And so in the facilities we work in, um, hard hats and gloves and hair nets would be commonplace, right? Ear, yeah. Earplugs in many places. So masks are just another form 
of PPE. Yeah. Um, and, and so we just ask people to uh, to wear those all the time and to respect distance where they can. But but mm-hmm. many of the mm-hmm. places where we work are just tight quartered, right? Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. So it is what it is. That's that's how it is. I work at a restaurant and, <laughs> you know, it's just you sometimes can't. It's a small I work at the chef. It's a small restaurant. So I totally, totally feel that. But um, so do you want to talk a little bit about how you ended up at K-State and just, I don't know, what you love about it and and stuff like that? Yeah, so that a great question. Thanks for asking that because it's got an interesting answer, right? So mm-hmm. my, my wife's from Kentucky. We've been married for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born on the West Coast and grew up. Um, so grew up in Washington State in Oregon. My father's college professor. And so I moved to Tennessee cool. when I was 12 and went to school as an undergraduate there, and that's where I met my wife. And so I, my dad's an academic. I wasn't going to do that. I, I was a chemistry major and, and pretty good at it, so I, I went to graduate school to do chemistry and met a food scientist standing next to him in the church choir. Mm-hmm. And I was only drugged to the church choir because my wife made me. So it wasn't because I was any kind of great singer. Uh-huh. I, was, I was against my will. <laughs> the guy standing next to me and I started talking over a period of a year. Uh-huh. And he said, I'm a chemist. And, and he goes, well, if you ever want to use your chemistry in an applied way, then uh, I'd like to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a, I'm a food scientist. You know, There's lots of chemistry in food science, but it is more applied. And my mom's a nutritionist, and my dad's a horticulture professor. Mm-hmm. And so I go, well, I'll come over and talk to you. So I went over and ca- talked to him. And over a period of probably a semester, I made the decision to stop my chem- chemistry career after my master's. And I worked on a PhD in food science. And so I went to Sarah Lee straight from school and then to ConAgra mm-hmm. and loved the journey. Yeah. I talk to students all the time about everybody may have some idea of where they're going to end up, uh-huh. and where you're going to be. But if you asked me when I was in graduate school, if I would ever be sitting here yeah. doing this, I would tell you it's simply impossible. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, not not even a little bit. It's just impossible. Yeah. So I'm not going to be in academia one. Even if I was, I wouldn't be in Kansas, blah, blah. So we have no Kansas ties, right? So right. we have, yeah, have people gonna... from the South are born in the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And so came here five and a half years ago from Omaha and are just massively infected with the whole, yeah. you know, K-State. Somebody walked into my closet, one of my friends from Tennessee, and they go, man, there's a lot of purple in here. And I go, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is funny how much, not just myself, but my wife is, yeah. is we've had uh, nothing but an uh, incredible experience with the leadership. Uh-huh. You know, I know some students, you know, see university leadership in one light or the other, but we've had the chance to interact with the provost, interact with President Myers and the Ernie Mint and the Dean of Agriculture. And I, I personally think the leadership is doing a really good job in the difficult, mm-hmm. difficult circumstances. And I, again, my wife and I are just, we've had great experience with the students, both in the department and outside. And we love this place. I suspect when we retire, we will stay in Manhattan. That's the, really? that's the number one road right now. Right? Yeah. So. Cool. So, how did did K-State reach out to you? Did you um, hear about the Grain Science and Industry program? Yeah, so much the same story in my life, right, which isn't much different than the one I just told you, uh-huh. is one of my mentors. So I met ConAgra. I work in Omaha, and I have quite a bit of 
interactions with the University of Nebraska through the food science program. And okay. so the head of food science program is Rolando Floros, who's the dean of agriculture at North Carolina State, or sorry, at New Mexico State mm-hmm. now. But he was department head then, and so him and I worked very close together for a period of years. And we were at a national food science conference in New Orleans drinking coffee at Starbucks. Yeah. And I, you know, I was getting to the point where I was thinking about what what next? You know, what, what am I going to do? Am I going to continue to do high-level research management or something different? And... Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to Rolando, sitting at Starbucks, and he is a has a PhD from Grain Science at K State. Oh, he really? Goes, goes, man, the Grain Science Department at K State's looking for department head, uh-huh. and he goes, you might be, you might be a, a good fit for that job. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, um, John Flores, who is the dean of the college at the time, he goes, he's here. He goes, I've seen him. He goes, you might want to, you know, say something to him. And I kid you not, you know. 45 seconds later, John Flores, who I knew, uh-huh. you know, walked by. Uh-huh. And so Rolando goes, let's, let's go talk to him. And so Rolando went up and introduced me, reintroduced me to the dean who I'd met before. And he said, no, we'd very much like you to apply. And again, realize I'm purebred industry guy, 23 years. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have a CV. I don't have an academic record. I have published, but only because it meant something to me, not because the yeah. industry particularly valued it. Mm-hmm. And so all of the academic materials you'd have to apply for academic job, most industry people don't have. And so so I was flattered that, you know, he would be interested or at least say that he was. Yeah. And then I forgot about it. Okay. And so I started looking for other jobs. And mm-hmm. so I was in a job hunting mode. And about uh, four weeks later, Curtis Kastner, who was the the head of the uh, Food Science Institute at K-State at the time, now retired, was the head of search committee. And he called me. Uh-huh. And he goes, Dean Forrest wanted me to call you and ask if you would submit your resume, submit your application for this position. Mm-hmm. And so I talked to Curtis, who's who, again, has become a very close friend of mine for you know, an hour. And at the end, I said, Curtis, I have none of these materials. It will take me weeks to put this together. Mm-hmm. And I go, I, I just simply, you know, it's, it's really more difficult than it's, it's, it's weeks and weeks of yeah. work. Yeah. And I go, so if I have no chance, you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm flattered that you're talking to me, but I'm really not interested in going through. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not interested in the work. And Curtis, to his credit, he goes, he goes, here's the way I see it. He goes, I think we'll interview an industry. In the end, there'll be one industry guy and one academic. And the department will have, the department of college will have to decide whether they want academic leadership or industry leadership. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you know, I think you have a pretty decent shot at being the industry guy. I don't know how you'd fare against a purebred academic. And I go, that's good enough for me. Uh-huh. And so that became the journey of of sitting down and doing the work to yeah. understand what was going on here and how I fit into it. And then convincing, you know, the academics within the department, some of which are just most of which are great. Mm-hmm. We have a great department that they should take a chance yeah. on the industry guy that knew nothing yeah. About academia. Did you have any hesitations about, I mean, I guess living in Nebraska is probably fairly similar to living in Kansas, but did was living in Kansas appealing to you or was that any piece of the story? No, it's funny that, uh, you know, we lived in Omaha Metro where depending mm-hmm. on the numbers, there's a million people or something right. like that. And so... My wife and I both grew up in Tennessee and Kentucky in small towns. Okay. And Omaha is simply too big. 
Yeah. And so coming uh-huh. here, we live out on the lake. It's a nice change. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. beautiful. We have foxes and raccoons and mm-hmm. coyotes in the backyard, you know, so I, we both really yeah. like it. This is, yeah, there, there's been no downside from the people in Kansas are friendly and yeah. well, well-meaning and well-intentioned. And yeah, I yeah, it, again, I love remar- Manhattan. Yeah, mm-hmm. remarkable for a non-Kansas person, right? As yeah. I, I know. And I, I uh, again, I, I wouldn't doubt that we would stay here. Cool. And so it yeah. is a interesting who would have ever thought right. kind that's, of story. That's right? very true that you had no ties coming into it. And now you might stay here. That's yeah, cool. I might stay here, yeah. Um, cool. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, the connection to the community that the department has. So... Um, I keep referencing um, when we talk this summer, um, this summer I interviewed Gordon for a story I wrote about um, the flour mill. Um, but yeah, this summer we talked about how the Kansas, I think it was the Kansas Farmer. Yeah, Kansas Wheat Commission. Kansas yeah. Wheat Commission. Okay. Um, how they donated um, so that you could make the flour run or the flour mill run um, possible. So, yeah, can we talk a little bit about uh, K-State's connection to the those people, um, to the community? And, yeah, and how? absolutely. One, one of the things that makes land-grant schools special and makes this place particularly special is there are tons of connections, formal and informal. So research and extension through the College of Agriculture connects the university to county extension agents, which many of us grew up with, and to research stations across the state. Um, We have commodity commissions that represent the farmers that grow the major commodities in Kansas. And you you would know this, right, is soybeans, wheat, corn, Mm -hmm. sorghum. And so those, the farmers are linked into the commissions and the commissions are linked into the university. And that gives uh, departments across the college um, and across the university connection to, you know, what farmers need and what their, where their challenges are and where the opportunities are for the university to use the skills that we have to make lives better, you know, the, the lives of Kansans better. Mm-hmm. And so... We, we also have connections with the industry. You know, there's a fair amount of flour industry in Kansas. There's a great deal of pet food industry in Kansas. Uh-huh. And so we have connections with the people that take commodities and add value to them, which is what all of us want to do. And it's what the farmers want us to do. You know, the, the more we add value to commodities, yeah. the better for producers. True. And mm-hmm. so... We're connected in almost at every level, you know, from the farmers to equipment manufacturers, which are quite a bit of in Kansas, to people that actually add value to these project products and sell them, you know, to consumers. And so, you know, it, it, it really is quite the continuum. And the department is fortunate to have, you know, connections either through alumni or through friends or, you know, we talk about friends and family and there's really a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone who loves K-State are alumni of K-State, and that's a compliment to everyone yeah. who's here. And so we have people that, um, for a variety of reasons, really have given a whole lot of time, energy, money back into the department. And that helps us do things like the flower drive. So Kansas Wheat donated the uh, wheat for that project. They yeah. donate um, funds every year to help. Uh, some of the things that the department does on a consistent basis and and those things wouldn't happen without you know farmers essentially being willing to help us with that yeah and so we're really connected with the industry and the farmers and that's part of the 
industry part of grain science, right? Yeah. This isn't just about the science. It's about how the science is used to make the world better. Mm-hmm. And not just the shape. You know, we have, we have influence all over the world, and it's really amazing to see that you could be in South India and there be a Kansas State Grain Science Certificate training certificate where somebody had come here yeah. and taken a week course and then now is sitting 7,000 miles away with Kansas State in their office. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is something about K-State that is extremely unique and special. I didn't even know going into this interview that we were the only program in, did you say the world? In the world. Yeah. So... I think that's a cool reason to have you on is like, um, this is something that really sets K-State apart. Um, so a couple last questions because we're, we've got a few minutes left. Um, so what is your favorite thing about your job? Well, you know, so I grew up in an academic household, right? And so I saw it and I saw the good and the bad. And Mm -hmm. it was, it was the challenges that made me decide to go to the industry. And, you know, I, I wanted to be a part of commercializing new products and some of that you could walk through the market and I could show you things I work on. And it's one of the coolest parts of that. Um, however, you know, what what isn't as a high priority is being able to impact, influence and develop people. Mm-hmm. Right. And so everyone who's here is here because they love students. And sometimes I know I gave an exam this morning. I know there are people that left that exam not quite sure if that's the case, but, uh-huh. it, but it is the case. Uh-huh. Right? Is people uh-huh. are here because they care about students, because they yep. enjoy the interaction, and because my dad said years ago, he said, students keep me young. He goes, being mm-hmm. around students keep me young. And he's right. The questions that students ask, the, but why can't we do it that way? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. Know? We can't do that. Well, why not? Well, that is everything that's good about the world, yeah. right? That's the yeah. good thing. And so challenging things. We, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to be around some really good students. And I would, uh, yeah. again, the K State students I know personally are, you know, again, the number one benefit of this job. The reason I'm here, you know, it really is about people. People are important, almost more important than anything else. And we're making more of a lasting impact on the world through the people we educate. Yeah. Um, both both hard education and soft education. Mm-hmm. And so I told I tell students every time we start class in the fall, I go, I, the the biggest insult you could pay me was I'm telling you how to think. I I yeah. have tried hard. I don't I don't want to tell you how to think. I, yeah. I I'm trying to figure out myself how to think. Right. Yep. It's, a, it's a life process. <laughs> right. It's not about what you should think about. It's about you should be thinking. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want you to think what how you what you get to is up to you. You get to own that. You that's yours, and I, yeah, I, I'm okay with where you end up. But asking the questions and thinking about some of the hard, you know, mm-hmm. parts of life. That's the the sooner you do that, the better. Yeah, that's good for you, and that's good. That that's what we want people to do. Certainly within the department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great way of of going into it. Um, Cool. So, um, I guess to end, um, what's one of the more challenging things about your job or, um, it could be about COVID-19, um, overcoming challenges there, or just a difficulty that's been presented to you during your time and, and how you overcame that. 
Well, it's a good way. It's a good way to earn it. End is you know difficulties are often journeys, right? And, yeah. And sometimes you may not see the end. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, all, all journeys don't stop at the end, right? They stop before that. And so, uh, we like a, a number of units within the department. You know, need more students. We're the best kept secret. Yeah. We're sending mm-hmm. students who are out making you know seventy or seventy five thousand dollars a year with a four year degree, good money and good jobs. Yeah. Where they're valued by the people that hire them. We have, you know, we have careers that have part art and part science and part mechanic. And, you know, there's this interesting skill set that applies to a lot of people, you know, where if you like to use your hands and you like to solve problems, a lot of what we're teaching people do are, are that. Those, that's what these careers, the heart of these careers are that. Um, yet we're still the best kept secret, mm-hmm. you know, like you. We don't know we have the only program and we mm-hmm. go to we go to football games and we look across the street and we have no idea what that those buildings the, across yeah. the street are. Right. And so I, I would leave your listeners, you know, we would love to talk to people about what we do. Mm-hmm. And if what we do and how we train students and the career and the lives that are possible are interesting to people that... You know, again, we we think we should have twice as many students as we currently have. And we just have to find a a way to communicate um, effectively with people who are inclined to want to do and have a passion for what we train people to do. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on. um, And thanks to our listeners. um, And happy weekend to everyone.